The Crow Show on Triple M with Sauce. Sauce, a left foot snap, and he gets his second goal. And Tomo. I've never played the game, okay, so you can clip me to bugger. Ah, good morning to you, South Australia. Great to have your company on this lovely Sunday morning. Sauce and Tomo here talking all things the Adelaide Football Club for the next hour. You can get us on the listener app as well, L-I-S-T-N-R. 208 games to his name. Three-time showdown medalist, Sam Jacobs. Hello, mate. Hello, Tomo. How are you, mate? Oh, good as gold. Fired up, ready to rock and roll as we head over to over to Victoria in, in, in enemy territory, it's fair to say, and take on the Carlton Blues today. It is, mate. It's uh, one of, another one of my former teams. We uh, Last week was another one with the Giants, but yeah. Um, yeah, big game against Carlton, obviously Mother's Day as well, which, mm-hmm. is, a, which is a big day, and then uh, we got some big uh, ex-Carlton names coming up on the show as well. Yeah, looking forward to that, mate. Bryce Gibbs is going to join us. Bryce Gibbs is going to come for a chat. Uh, one of my good old mates, uh, Scott Thompson, which I look forward to having ah, a bit nice. of fun with him. Uh, Lockie Scholl, who yeah, is a, uh, was a Carlton fan growing up, yep. so... Um, and then we'll just have a little deep dive, which I'll leave you to, to plug it, mate, but mm. deep dive in Adelaide Oval. Yeah, well, it's going to be the 100th game at Adelaide Oval that the Adelaide Crows yeah. are going to be a part of, uh, obviously, next weekend when we yep. take on the Brisbane Lions. That's right, that's right. So it's, uh, it's going to be a fantastic night and one that's well worth celebrating. Ah, perfect, mate. Now, time to get the number one draft pick, pick on. Uh, he obviously dominated down at Glenelg for such a long time and then was over to Carlton for a long period of time and then we got him back to the Adelaide Football Club as well. Of course, I'll talk about Bryce Gibbs. Melbourne defence has held up pretty well. Can they do it again here, Gibbs? He's capable from there. What a classy effort, Bryce Gibbs. Ah, uh, Brycey. Hello, mate. How are you? G'day, boys. How are we doing? Yeah, we're going well, mate. Good to have you on board. Firstly, where do we find you? What's going on on this lovely Sunday morning? Uh, just having a look over Panther Park at the moment, actually. Oh, what, beautiful. A, what, a, what a place to be. Where else would you want to be? So, <laughs> down here for a bit of recovery, actually. Ah, nice one, mate. I like it. Um, yeah, thanks so much for, for jumping on board. I might just... Uh, we'll, go, we'll go back, if that's all right, Bryce, and, and start about your, your journey at the Glenelg Football Club. Obviously, made your way up through the ranks there and then drafted at a very early age, the number one draft pick over to Carlton. Firstly, uh, how did all that go down? Yeah, it was um, was a pretty special time, actually. Uh, obviously, you mentioned the Glenelg, the days there, and obviously the old man played a bit of footy back in the day. And, yeah, to come through the junior programs and um, to play some some senior footy before getting drafted was, was pretty special. You know, grew up at his feet around the change rooms and went on a lot of family holidays with a lot of the ex-Glenelg champions. And, um, yeah, I think I played about 30 games, mm-hmm. which was pretty special. And, um, yeah, got uh, got drafted in uh, in 2006. Now, Gibber, we are playing Carlton this afternoon in a, in a big game at Marvel. You, how do you reflect on your time at Carlton? Um, obviously, there's a lot of pressure when you come in at number one pick, but to walk away with 230-odd games, you know, best and fairest, um, you played some really good footy at Carlton. You must, you must be proud of your career there. Oh, absolutely, and you know, they were the, the team to to give me that opportunity to uh, you know, fulfil the boyhood dream of of making the AFL. Um, and out of that eleven years, um, you know, they they become my second family pretty much. Obviously, moving from Adelaide, a little town like Adelaide compared to Melbourne, mm. um, you know, they they take you in and and they look after you. And um, you know, eleven years with them, um, you know, a lot of fond memories. Some of my, you make some of your best friends in that time. Um, you know, I'm talking to one of them right now. That's right, enough. So, um, so those are the sort of memories you, you walk away with, and um, you know, certainly forever grateful for Carlton for you know 
showing the faith in me and, and taking me and, and giving me that opportunity. Did you find a daunting gibber, obviously being the, the number one draft pick, and did you confide in other people that went number one as well, like Mark Murphy? Yeah, I think that really helped having Murph um, at the club who had been through it the year before. And, um, you know, naturally there's going to be a lot of a lot of probably outside pressure and from going such such high in the draft. But um, I didn't really care. Mm. I was just lucky to and happy to fulfil that, that boyhood, boyhood dream I just spoke about. And, um, and just to play footy, it, it didn't really bother me too much. But, um, you know, obviously going to a, a club like Carlton who were bottom – down the bottom of the ladder, that had some challenges as well. Mm. And, um, you know, at different times, the, the pressure's certainly on a lot more than, than other times. But, um, yeah, I was just happy to play and and uh, get thrown in the deep end. And that's sort of how it panned out. Yeah, I like it. And you fast forward 10 years later, Gibbsy, obviously 2006, you were number one draft pick from the Glenelg Footy Club. And you're, you're looking to come home at the off-season of 2016. Unfortunately, the deal didn't get done and the Crows go on to make a grand final that following year in 2017. How tough was that for you watching it, knowing that you wanted to come home and you, you see the boys on the big stage? Yeah, it was it was certainly an interesting time. Um, and, you know, as, as we grow up and your, your life circumstances change with kids and, and all different things. And, um, yeah, there was an opportunity to, you know, come back and, and finish my career back in Adelaide and, that was something that um, you know, was appealing to me um, and probably was something that I didn't think would probably happen mm. until the last the last week of the trade period. But, um, you know, Adelaide had shown interest not only in that year but through my whole career. Every yeah. time I'd sort of come out of contract, you know, they would sort of ask my manager the question, you know, how's he feeling? Does he want to come home? And um, that, that had happened for the last, you know, 10 years of since I'd been at Carlton. So... Um, for them to actually, you know, show you know, genuine interest and and were prepared to facilitate a deal, um, you know, it was it was certainly something I wanted to entertain. And yeah, as you said, it uh, the way footy is these days, um, negotiations didn't didn't quite go to plan for for both clubs, and um, yeah, the deal didn't get done. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, it was, it was I was a little bit disappointed, but at the same time, I was still contracted with Carlton and, you know, certainly as I spoke about all those memories and, and bonds and, you know, being forever grateful to that footy club. Um, yeah, there was so, there was, there wasn't so much bad blood there. And yep. um, I think that's probably what made the transition pretty easy to go straight back into the club and, and get on with business as, as normal that, that next year. But um, yeah, was, I did go to that grand final actually, the, mm. the Richard Adelaide <laughs> granny, um, obviously the support source and, uh, and Eddie, but um, yeah, it was a little bit interesting watching on knowing that I could have been potentially running out there, but um, yeah, it, uh, that's the way it played out. That's right. I think that day a few of us didn't go to that game either, so the way we uh, unfortunately <laughs> played. But uh, coming back to, to SA, mate, uh, obviously played 30-odd games at the Crows, um, had a really strong year in 2018, and, and we know how the, the rest of it sort of played out, but one thing you, you would be really proud of is, is winning, um, I guess, South Australia's highest individual honour is the McGarry Medal. Um, you look back at home, back in the uh, the navy blue and white, and obviously playing some fantastic footy still down there at the Panthers. Yeah, it's been really, really enjoyable. Source, um, yeah, obviously you touched on the, the few years at Adelaide, which, which again, I love my time at, at that footy club. Um, obviously, would have loved to play some more games and, and have a bit more success, but uh, again, that's that's the way footy footy yeah. goes sometimes, and um, you know, there's certainly no regrets. But um, yeah. 
when I decided to retire, I certainly thought I had some some good footy left in me. Um, and, you know, to give back uh, to some of these young guys in the Sandful, um, I enjoyed doing that at the Crows in my last year or two when I wasn't getting a game, was to give back to some of these young guys and um, yeah, help their, their footy development. And um, South gave me the opportunity to work in that space and, uh, you know, to still play at the highest level possible. Um, was something that I was I was really keen to do. So, um, although the last couple of years at the Crows, you know, was pretty tough for me coming back yeah. to, to the Sandful South, sort of got that spark back in me, and um, I think it, that helped me play some pretty good footy. And you know, although I didn't think I had a point to prove, um, there was still some extra motivation to play well and and sort of prove to myself that you know I sort of sort of hadn't lost it. So um, yeah. Certainly wasn't any expectations leading into McGarry night. Um, as 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 it worked out, I, I polled a few votes and come away with a medal. So um, yeah, certainly very proud of, of the way I uh, played uh, last year, and certainly was a very enjoyable year. Nah, you should be proud, Bryce. You're an absolute superstar, mate. Thank you so much for jumping on the Crows radio show. And remember, there's always room at the Meadows Footy Club, mate, up at the kennel. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, no worries at all, boys. Thanks for the ch- Oh, man, I'm excited for this one, Saucy. Time to get a man on with 308 games to his name for the Adelaide Football Club and the Melbourne Football Club as well. The one thing that I loved about him, he played well in big games. My pleasure to announce that the winner of the Philip Walsh medal for showdown 39 from the Adelaide Football Club, Scott Thompson. Ah, of course, Scotty Thompson joins us right now on this lovely Sunday morning. Scotty, you got us. I've got you, fellas. How you going? Oh, mate, good, good. as gold. That good. audio must bring back some memories, mate. You were superb that night and uh, obviously the first showdown since the tragic passing of Phil Walsh and you, you certainly did him proud. Yeah, certainly have very vivid memories of that game. It was still so raw and emotional with where the group was after the sad passing of Phil. And um, it had been a big couple of weeks for the club. You know, the the first game that got postponed or cancelled against Geelong, I think it was. Mm. And then, you know, the whole club pretty much packed up and moved over to Perth for a week and and uh, played against West Coast. And, and that week was pretty much a blur. But to come back and, and perform the way we did as a team against Port that following week was awesome experience. Great the way the two clubs handled that uh, that time there, um, but really proud of what the group did on that particular day. Now, Tomo, before we get too far in this interview, first off, um, on that night you had 36 possessions, one goal, eight tackles and 13 clearances. On fire. Um, the Ruckman had 17 possessions, 51 <laughs> hitouts, four tackles and six clearances. Do you feel that you were the rightful winner? And also, <laughs> what comes first, the Ruckman to the mid or the mid makes the Ruckman look good? Well, that's a very good question. We've debated this quite a bit over the years, big man. And look, I'm not going to shy away from the fact you made me look very good, right? So I'm, you are by far, I'm the biggest supporter of you, so I'm not going to shy away from that. Mm. And let's be crystal clear, there were a number of times where you were quick to tell me after that game, I'm pretty sure that medal should be around my neck, by the way. Oh, God. That's but, brilliant. Uh, uh, you were... Uh, you service me very well, mate, so I'm very, very appreciative. But um, at the same time, look, I probably at times made your hits look a lot better. I know, I know. I just, 
It's got right. myself to the right spots, understanding where your hand was putting the ball, um, but we, we bounced off each other very well. <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. Now, Tomo, let's go back to the start, mate. Obviously, you were playing with Port Adelaide in the Sandful there, and uh, you went pick number 16, I reckon, in the 2000 National Draft to the Melbourne Football Club. How did all that go for you? Yeah, like it was, it seems only like yesterday, but just a, a young 17-year-old lad then just finished at St. Michael's College and packed the bags and moved to Melbourne and really, really enjoyed my time there. Still got some pretty close mates from my time at Melbourne back in the early 2000s. And um, after my fourth year there with a couple of inter- injury-interrupted years, I uh, just wanted to make a move. And I thought, if I'm going to go anywhere, why not back to Adelaide? And growing up as a kid, like I've said it in the past, I really didn't like the Adelaide Footy Club, but then <laughs> got traded back there and, and grew to love the place and spent 13 years there and again met many great people in my time there and I've got some lifelong friends out of there and you know wonderful establishment and um, yeah ended up looking back on the career and going wow 13 years at a club you didn't like as a kid but, um, <laughs> wouldn't jump wouldn't change it for the world now. Uh, now, Tomo, next uh, Saturday night against Brisbane, we play our 100th game at Adelaide Oval. Um, obviously, a, a large portion of your career was at, uh, I'll run with Footy Park. It was a- Amy Stadium later on, but Footy Park. But um, what are some of your greatest memories? Obviously, we touched on the Phil, Phil Walsh Memorial game, but what are some other f- good memories from uh, your days playing at Adelaide Oval? At Adelaide Oval? Yeah, good question. Um, I mean, the atmosphere, you can't deny that. The atmosphere at Adelaide Oval is just something else. Like we've and you're the same, mate. You've yep. played at many grounds around the country, but there's something special about when a goal is kicked by the home team at Adelaide Oval, the crowd noise is unbelievable. And I'm pretty sure that um, the game was gone against Collingwood, I think. Remember Josh Jenkins yeah. kicked a goal right on the siren around three-quarter time? And, you know, there was a lot of debate, was it after the siren, before the siren, but purely because of the crowd noise. Um, yeah, great, great place to play footy. And, I think now for Adelaide as a whole, the fact that it's you know right near the centre of the city, there's everything's available as far as accommodation, restaurants and whatever else within walking distance. It's a great place now to travel and, and watch a great game of footy. Now, l- looking back at career, we spoke on about the the amount of footy you played. Um, obviously, you keep yourself in, in really good condition as well, but I guess what, what sort of lengths did you go to prepare? Because I think that's sometimes the thing that goes missed is, is how well pre- um, players prepare to play footy and, you know, to... To play for that long, and, and not only that, you, you know, you very rarely missed a training session either. What was some of the the lengths you go to to prepare and give yourself the best chance to perform on the weekend? Yeah, it was one of those things. You always try and over time, I think you work out exactly what you need and what your body needs to be able to get yourself up and, and play each weekend and and get through a summer of training. And um, I learned pretty quickly exactly what I needed to do. And I, I suppose given the position that I played for the, the large majority yep. of my career around through the middle of the ground where there's quite often quite often congestion and, you know, your body gets bashed around quite a bit, it was important that, you know, I was able to do a number of things away from the club to prepare myself. So I went into every game and every training session really knowing that I've done everything I have to do and needed to do to have myself in the best physical condition to to try and play and, and play my role for the team. And, um, yeah, you, you get to a point where it's hard work at times. There's no doubt yeah. about that. But looking back over it, you go, well, I've, I'm not looking back now with any regrets. I did everything I needed to do to try and allow myself every opportunity to try and play well for my time in the system. Nah, decorated career, mate. You're a superstar. There's no doubt about that. And you moved into coaching now. You're helping out with the Unley Jets there. How's that going? Yeah, it's, it's quite enjoyable. It's... Um, 
obviously a bit different to the AFL system, but to step away from the AFL system and, and go back to, to local footy, it's been quite refreshing, really, to work with a bunch of young guys that um, they're all playing their footy for a, a bunch of different reasons. Some want to improve and get better. Some it's just a social event and some just want to have a, a kick and a catch on a weekend. So it's been it's been refreshing, uh, really enjoyable. And, you know, we had our first win on the weekend just gone. So it was great to see the boys celebrate like they just won the flag. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and finally, Tomo, just before you go now, now to set the scene, obviously two Tomos here, but when, when <laughs> Scott Thompson, um, Tomo, arrives in a, in a hotel room, he unpacks his bag, he folds his clothes up, sits everything <laughs> and la- lays everything out perfectly. So obviously he yeah. prepares and he looks after himself. But not only that, he's the best lawn manicure you, you've probably ever met. So <laughs> do you have any patch of, uh, patch of grass at the oh, moment? I know go. you're into to house renovations and whatnot. Have you got oh, a little spot yeah. at the moment or is it uh, it's on the back burner? No, I, I do in the place I'm at at the moment. I've got a, a strip across the front. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not happy with the type of lawn I'm running with at the moment. Um, yep. it's, I've got Kaikuria, which You're, I would never yeah. normally put in like I'm that's a, not you a Santa Rana Windsor Green Cooch kind of man and uh, it's been probably public knowledge now over the years with some even with some banter with you and yep. um, Ben Rutten used to get involved although he <laughs> liked his sort of Kaikuya but um, look I still maintain it it's just for me it's not the same so I'm no. not giving it the same love and attention that I'd normally give my lawn, and I, I, I do, and you've seen it, Sauce, I do like, look at, um, like it looking like a bowling green. Oh, That's absolutely. disappointing, Tomo. It's disappointing to hear. So what I'm running with at the moment isn't quite that, but just on the whole training bag situation, I was a bit of a creature of habit, Sauce, as you, you know. I liked everything in order, so I knew exactly where everything was in my bag and my locker, and you, you'd back me here. The amount of idiots in our footy club that would walk past and see your bag nicely packed or your locker was in order <laughs> and you'd, you'd come back and the whole thing would be upside down. And we don't have and, to, we know and, who it is too. Oh, yeah, that big, that big idiot number 13. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> but um, good times and that's the sort of stuff you miss. You miss that locker room yep. banter. The conversations talking about how the garden's looking there, the things when you actually leave the system, what you miss, and, you know, certainly good times to reflect and, and look back on. I ah, love your stuff, Tomo. Thanks so much for joining us on this Sunday morning on the Crows Radio Show. Uh, good on you, fellas. P- pleasure. Now, Saucy, what we're going to do here, mate, we're going to talk about the the top five moments, your top five yeah, moments at, a, uh, at the Adelaide Oval as because next weekend we take on the Brisbane Lions in our 100th uh, game at the Adelaide Oval, which would be brilliant. Hasn't that gone quickly? Mm, seriously. I know, I know. Well, was Too it 2013, was it? Was uh, that the first yeah, year? 2014, I think. 2014, yeah. yeah. 2014. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it's obviously gone really quickly. So... We'll, count, we'll start at five, count down to one. Yep. So uh, my fifth moment, now this one's pretty fresh in people's minds, was the uh, the win last year versus Melbourne. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. For me, I think because as a club, as you know, we're, we're rebuilding and it's been well documented. But for us to, I guess, progress forward and, and to, to have the win against Melbourne like we did yeah. um, was absolutely huge. And, and for them to go on the win, and win the premiership just shows you that we are on the right track. Yep. And um, that night was a special night, obviously, the crowd and... We've had Nick, Ned McHenry on this show before. I think that's a, th- that's a thing that sticks in my mind is when uh, little Neddy torps the ball into the crowd. Yeah, I love that, mate. That was unbelievable. Unbelievable. So that's number five. Right, give us number four. Number four is when uh, Phil Walsh was, was our coach in 2015. It was a rainy night at uh, Adelaide Oval. Yep. Um, I remember that night because I had to tackle Big Sandy Lands, <laughs> all 213 centimetres yeah, of him yeah. in the wet. Um, had to go obviously go against him that night, and um, it was the Dangerfield versus Fife clash. Now this yes. is one that's been very well spoken about. So 
that night, uh, to put it in context, Paddy Dangerfield, so they went one-on-one. Head-to-head. Head-to-head. While she decided to go head-to-head, he didn't want to tag. He was a very aggressive coach and um, obviously had front row seats to the battle that was. So Paddy Dangerfield, 38 possessions, one goal, eight tackles, nine clearances. Yep. And that five, 40 possessions, one goal, six tackles, and 14 clearances. So mm, wow. um, was it was an unbelievable night. And um, it was sort of a bit of a, a change in the guard. I think Tag has sort of started to take a bit of a back seat from there, and they just let the best players play. And hats off to Ross Lyon as well, who is known as a real defensive Absolutely. coach. I think they both sort of saw the spectacle there, Walsh yep. and Lyon. Love and the theatre. How good's this? Yeah, you exactly. Know? Which we were, we were treated to obviously two Brownlow medalists, yeah, stars. Um, superstars of the game. So yep. that was uh, one one very special uh, night for number four. Righto, number three, mate. What do you got? <laughs> uh, this one obviously uh, a real personal highlight is the prelim versus Geelong. Mm. Um, it was obviously uh, a, a bit of pressure coming on us to to, to come into this game. Mm. Uh, obviously a home prelim, you wanted to make sure you took advantage of it. So um, I think the thing that sticks out with me again is is we just came out of the blocks that night. Um, obviously the crowd was huge. We're very fortunate to have such a great following here. Yeah. Um, as Tomo's mentioned as well. Um, we're up by 31 points at quarter time. Um, we pretty much rallied for three quarters and then we ended up running out by 61-point winners. So... Um, that last quarter was was probably the most special quarter I've had because you sort of you know you're going to the grand yeah, final. Yeah. Um, it's all about soaking in the atmosphere. Everyone's up and about. Everyone's excited. Um, obviously, yeah, the disappointment of the loss, but um, to to experience grand final week and, and all that it has was was pretty special. A moment in that game that stands out for me there, Saucy, is yep. when uh, two balls were just didn't they? Didn't they? Sloan and Dangerfield yeah. and just went bang. Obviously, Sloan he got up straight away and Dangerfield probably come off second best there. Yep. But it yep. was that was a changing of the guard completely. Completely. It was, wasn't it? And uh, it just shows Sloane was our fearless leader, which yeah. is obviously uh, leading us at the moment still. So it was a, a very iconic moment, that one at uh, Adelaide Oval. Yep. And number two, mate, what do we got? Number two, we'll probably just go to the audio to first to, to start with here. Listen to the crowd. Benson from the pocket. This is an Eddie special. Goal number six for Eddie. His people love it, and we love it. Oh, man. Seriously, give me tingles down does, the does, back say, of the spine. Does, does Eddie Betts and Adelaide Oval need much of a uh, uh, an introduction? My God. I think looking back, like it's like Tony Modra at, at, at Footy Park, sorry. Yep. It's just Eddie and Adelaide Oval, just yep. the... the the amount of goals he's kicked, um, the enjoyment he, he brings to the game, mm. obviously the crowd that are there, but obviously the national game as well. Um, you know, he's got a, a whole lot true as long as your arm. It's it's um, it's it's something that's really special. It's really good to be a part of it. And the more that time goes on, the more that'll be the legend deco- will grow. hundred percent. Yeah, like it'll be more decorated in ten years' time what he did at the Adelaide Oval than what it is now. I think it just you just can't take for granted how hard those goals were. Oh. I mean, he practiced them, no doubt, but there's a real element of of seizing the moment and, and just delivering like he did so many times. Righto, mate. Pointing into the countdown, your number one moment at the Adelaide Oval. What do you got? Now, we obviously spoke to Tomo previously, and uh, the one that stands out for me is uh, the audio here. Phil Walsh's team are going to win. It's the closest showdown ever. Showdown 39. In the closest match in the history of the two clubs, Adelaide win by three points. It's done it again to me, to be honest. Oh, it's done it. It's, uh, it makes an emotional thing about it. And this, this one is obviously head and shoulders above. You know, yeah. where we'd come from the week before losing the West Coast in mm-hmm. Perth by 60 or 70 points. We came back. Um, as you heard in the audio, we're outside the eight. Yeah. We're trying to stake our claim. We'd made massive gains with Walshy in the lead up to that. And obviously, uh, you know, the tragedy that was. And for us to rally as a group, to play against Port Adelaide, mm-hmm. like, it was one of the most special nights. And, um, 
you put the rivalry aside that night. It was just a great night for footy and um, we obviously played some some really good attacking footy, which Campo um, obviously encouraged us to do. And I think it was six goals, six or four or six goals up at three quarter time, mm. and we did not score a goal in the last quarter yeah. um, to hold on by by three points. Yeah, awesome. Um, it couldn't. It, it was a fairy tale finish, and and you know how good was it to to you know dedicate that win to Walshy? Yeah, well said, mate. Well said. That's a great list as well. Thank you so much for that. Right now, I'm looking forward to this. Young Lockie Shaw, we've uh, given him a call and got him on the show. This bloke is an up-and-coming superstar. Very, very good by foot, there's no doubt about that. Went pick number 64 in the draft, and uh, yeah, he's making his way beautifully here at the Adelaide Football Club. He joins us now. Lock, you got us. Hey, boys, thanks for having me. Ah, you're a good man, Lock. Now, we got you from uh, Victoria, and obviously, thank you so much for joining us today as we uh, take no on the Carlton Blues, but we got you from Victoria, like I said, but you actually grew up supporting the uh, the Carlton Footy Club, mate. I did, actually. Um, yeah, grew up, uh, The well, my old man was um, fortunate enough to play a handful of games with Carlton, and yep. uh, yeah, I sort, of, I sort of had no choice. I, uh, <laughs> I sort of just <laughs> started following the Blues, obviously, um, because of dad, and um, you know, coming here over to, over to, to Adelaide was, was awesome in itself. But to, you know, have a handful of ex-Carlton players here was pretty surreal as well. You know, Sauce was yep. one of them, of course. We had a up few of us. Sauce. Yep. Uh, Gibber, Eddie, um, the list goes on. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty awesome experience coming over here with, um, you know, guys that, you know, I sort of grew up idolising, you know. So, um, yeah, it, it was uh, – oh, I suppose it's, it's cool to, you know um, – be able to get a chance to play against, uh, I suppose, the old team, if you like, um, this weekend. Absolutely. Now, in the past couple of years, you've you've really, I guess, um, staked your claim in the team, um, Shirley. You've won back-to-back uh, years of NAB Rising Star nominations. Obviously, that's not a real common feat, but um, that just shows that you're around the mark and you're playing some pretty strong footy from an uh, from an early age. Thanks, mate. Yeah, I um, obviously, uh, yeah, it was well back in. I think, yeah. Got a was lucky enough to get an opportunity in um, the 2020, the COVID yep. year, um, and you know I was um, you know so grateful to to get that shot, and um, you know fr- from there was was just uh, I suppose yeah really fortunate with my opportunity and and, and being able to you know really experience the I suppose <clears throat> you know the the week to week I suppose lifestyle if you like of of, of AFL and. Um, you know, it, it, it had been a dream of mine for a long time to, to be able to do that. So um, to get a chance to do it was, was awesome. And, um, you know, I suppose as that opportunity grew, I was, um, you know, fortunate enough to have a couple of couple of uh, decent games in there. And, um, yeah, I was lucky enough to get nominated, I guess. Um, now, where I sit at work, Charlie, obviously I can I, can, I look over the shed floor and um, yes, yep. and it's a, it's a beautiful spot because I can see the blokes who are, who are training hard, nice. Tom Owen. Charlie yep. um, is one that's down there all the time. Yeah. So I have heard that the boys call you Wrigley's um, oh, because you do so many extras. Oh, come on. Number one. Um, and, <laughs> has this, and has this always been a thing, um, obviously preparing really well to, to play well? Uh, Source, let me clear that up. I'm actually not. I'm, I'm not called that, but you can you can roll with it. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's sort of just. Um, I, I think that's just came from uh, I suppose a love of, of the game and and you know being able to you know get the best opportunity to, to prepare each week. You know we've obviously we're really lucky here with the, the facilities we've got as well with the shed floor and and the gym and whatnot. So um, you know to be able to get up there and, and touch the footies, you know, even more than. You know what you do during training sessions and whatnot is is uh, is great. And, um, 
yeah, I suppose I, uh, it's just something that, um, you know, I, I like doing, you know, getting up there and, um, you know, getting that, that, I suppose, the touch in and, and, and all that um, with, with, with all the boys, um, you know, to, I suppose, give myself the, the best shot of, um, you know, preparing for a game on the weekend. Well, you, you can tell that you work on it, I reckon, Shirley, because I reckon you're one of the best uh, disposals by foot, mate, either left or right. Is that something that was drummed into you as a kid? Uh, thanks, Tomo. Um, uh, it was, yeah, I suppose just something, um, I, you know, growing up, I used to love going for, for kicks with, with mates or, or, or with the old man as well. Um, you know, I started with, with, with dad and, you know, him sort of just teaching me, you know, how to drop it onto my foot and stuff. And I sort of just, um, you know, really enjoyed just going out and, and you know, kicking with, with whoever it was and trying different kicks. And, you know, as you get more comfortable with, um, you know, certain kicks, you start to, you know, look for new stuff to, to do and, um, yeah, I suppose it's just something that uh, I've always enjoyed doing, and it's came from you know just just a, a love of it. And um, yeah, I suppose it's something that I've I've continued to you know try and work on. Now, one of the one of the funnest things of playing AFL footy when you're younger is is living with teammates. And now you're living with Butsy and Will Hamill, and yeah. we don't like to talk too much footy, but it's great that um, Will's back in this week for his first game this year. So you must be looking forward to to playing with Butsy and, and Will, um, obviously back in Melbourne as well. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, it's f- first game of the year for the household, so it's a, it's a pretty big, a pretty big uh, day for us. And um, no, it'd be great to, to to run out with with those two boys, especially, and um, you know, try and I suppose you know get a win over a, a really good side. You know, Carlton are, are going really well, but um, yeah, the boys hopefully they hopefully they give a a bit more out in the field than they do in the house. Oh no! Um, oh no! Yeah, they're very yeah. quiet. Sorry, sorry, sorry to throw them under. No, the bus, stitch them up. Maybe um maybe cut that one out, boys. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, nah, it will be great. Um, yeah, obviously um, Will, Will's been Will's been doing really well in the sample, and it's great to see him get a get a shot this uh, this weekend. And um, yeah, hopefully we can we can get a win. Uh, you're a jet there, Charlie. Thank you so much for for joining us on uh, on game day, mate. And we look forward to your improvement over the next few years there, Wrigley's. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, boys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> See you, Charlie. See you, mate. Another great helping of you, Saucy. You've been at your very, very best. Wraps up a massive show, Tomo. It was yep. a very, very funny show today. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Have Bryce Gibbs on, Scotty Thompson, Lockie Shoal, and to go through your top five moments at the Adelaide Oval was brilliant. Now, uh, obviously, Mother's Day. Oh, yes. Carlton this afternoon. Oh. Um, what a better way for the boys. Hopefully, they can yeah. give us a win and... Uh, a win for not only the mothers, but for us as well. Yeah, for sure. Make sure you look after your mothers out there. And if you missed anything from the show, you can grab it on the listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. And absolutely. And, and as always, Tomo, get onto the socials, oh, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Uh, get on there. Obviously, uh, all the, have a look at all the Adelaide Crows uh, official social networks and uh, get in contact with us and, and let's have a chat around who wants to, who people want to hear on the show. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you out there. Adelaide Football Club family. We're out of here. I'll see you next week from 9 o'clock, Saucy. See you, Tomo.